Welcome back to Kuhn Assault Saturday, every single Saturday throughout the season. This is probably the last one. This is probably the last one. I don't know if I'm coming back for next Saturday. It's week 18. It's week 17 right now, but next Saturday is week 18. Mm, I feel like if you need the week 18 advice, it's your fault, not mine. So don't put that on me. Don't put that on me. Right now, you can put it on me, though, because every Saturday I go live for Kuhn Assault. And you can assault me with questions you may have for your fantasy lineup, some trades for Dynasty, uh, whatever you've got. Real life, I don't, I don't give a shit. I actually pushed this back. It was normally supposed to be at 2 p.m., but pushed it back to 3.15 because I was in a very deep workflow. I'm working on a video that's not fantasy-related. There will be some fantasy aspects to it, I suppose. But I'm doing a 2023 year in review for me personally, uh, some business, some some personal stuff, uh, just going through, you know, the biggest dubs, biggest L's I caught and uh, a lot of a lot of different personal stuff, like the best products that I purchased and slash use slash dis- discovered both hardware and software, favorite uh, creators, favorite podcasts, all that kind of stuff. So if you have any suggestions or things that you want to see out of me for that let me know in the comment section uh also the the walls are very bare as you can see behind me because we are actually in the midst of moving out of this office we will be in a new office come the new year we are moving into an office space with uh snapback sports some of you guys might know jack jack settlement my mortal fucking enemy we're moving into an office space together. Uh, we're not combining companies or anything. We are just, you know, it's almost like when you get an apartment with your friend. And you're like, hey, why not? Let's split the cost. We'll have fun together. Our two companies are moving in together. So it should be uh, should be a good time. Did you know? What's up, Matthew? We got a euro. We got the euro counter in here. As is always. Thank you. That really don't leave my head in uh, during the winter. New York got me fucked up. It's actually not been that cold lately. Um, so let's dive into anything that y'all might need to know weather-wise, because you know I'm the weather man. You can't be wearing a hat like this and not know about the weather. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for the most part, we got a lot of green. Green indicates that there is some sort of weather going on there. You know, it ain't 60 and clear. There's something, but green is typically uh, non-impactful. You don't have to worry about it as it relates to your fantasy games. Atlanta, Chicago, pretty good chance we'll see at least some snow, winds 10 to 15 miles per hour, sustained gusts up to 20 miles per hour. I I don't think it'll impact Chicago players, Atlanta players. If we've gotten soft, if we've gotten soft, it could. The weather, per se, is not really a big concern. It's just the fact that we're going from Atlanta to Chicago, and it could be a little bit, a little bit of a different uh, stratosphere there. You know what I mean? I got Chicago minus three. Book it. New England at Buffalo rain snow mix would guess a few snowflakes transitioning to rain as the game goes on. I don't have it as a washout, but we'll need to stay tuned here and follow radar trends closer to kickoff light winds temp near freezing. All right. So that's going to be like a typical New England Buffalo end of December, January game weather wise. So that might be like, all right, mm, digs again, not a great start. James Cook. Move them on up the uh, up the rankings. We got New England. This definitely feels like it's setting up to be another Zeke game. Who is back practicing and good to go. So those are your weather concerns for this week. How we doing, Aaron? Championship week, baby. Thank you, sir. No, thank you, thank you. It is championship week. It is week seventeen. Uh, I had 
I had um I actually probably got to make some sit start decisions because I got Waddle ruled out, but I did have Jerome Ford going in one of my matchups on Thursday night. He got me a, a light twenty five pace, and you love to see it. Uh, I'm a dumbass and started him in my flex spot instead of the running back spot, so I cannot make any adjustments there. But I think I would have started him in the flex anyways, regardless. But now for my wide receiver two spot, I need to choose. Between Curtis Samuel, I don't even have another option. We, we roll on Curtis Samuel as the wide receiver too, though. Any sit starts we got, hit me. So our three wide receivers, half PPR. We've got Ridley, Evans, Amon Ra, Nico, Noah Brown. Have Achan and Mixon in the flex. So without T-Law, I'm not into Ridley. We've seen what he's produced over the last few weeks with a high target total. Some with Law, some without T-Law. So I'm kind of good there, especially when you have the options of Mike Evans. I, I don't see a world where you can take him out of your lineup here. Uh, Amon Ra, of course, you're starting him every single week. And between Nico and, and Noah Brown, um, I'm 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 gonna roll with Nico. I don't I don't think for any reason you're getting cute if you're going Noah Brown over Nico. And then the further question becomes, you know, do I want to start Noah Brown over a Channer Mixon or Ridley over a Channer Mixon? And my answer to that would be no. So I think you've got the right lineup for the most part intact, but my three wide receivers would be Evans, Amara, and Nico. PPR at tight end, Laporta or Likely? Ooh, great question. Okay, so we have Likely who's been fucking red hot um, for the Ravens, and they're playing the Dolphins. And Dolphins are pretty good at shutting down most other avenues as it relates to offenses. Um I would say like you can kind of attack them through the tight end position, but it's not like they're it's not like they're bad against them. But they've been very very good against both wide receivers and running backs over uh, recent weeks. So I'm I'm likely going to stick with my stud here in Laporta. Dynasty question for a super flex league: What minimum tier at QB one do you feel comfortable passing Caleb and taking? Marvin Harrison Jr. Is Stroud a good enough quarterback to skip Caleb and bolster the wide receiver room? Um, I might be having trouble understanding this question. Hold on. We have a dynasty question for Superflex League. What minimum tier at QB1 do you feel comfortable passing Caleb and taking? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Um, is Stroud good enough QB1 to skip Caleb and bolster the wide receiver room? So are you saying... Where is the tier break in which your second quarterback is the quarterback? Or are you just saying like you have one QB and that would make you comfortable on passing on Caleb Williams? Can you um clarify, I think, the way, unless I'm fucking dumb, which is very, very likely part of the equation here, or if someone else in the comments understands this that I don't, can we either rephrase this or someone just explain to me like I'm a fucking child? Knox or Kincaid? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you Knox here. I don't think like there, there's just no chance I'm starting Dawson Knox in my fantasy lineup in, uh, the championship week. That being said, Kincaid's been kind of a disappearing act. So I, I would like to shift elsewhere, um, if possible, but both of them are playing around 50% of the snaps. Like you've seen Kincaid's look at the snap counts right now. Um, you know, Knox came back in week 14. He played 39% of the snaps. Kincaid was at 86. Next week, this dipped down to 68. 
knocks him up to 47. This previous week, Kincaid at 52, Knox at 48. So they are pretty much splitting it. Uh, I will say Kincaid's been pretty rock solidly sitting at a you know 17% target per route rate. Run has not dipped under uh, into single-digit rates in terms of just like targets on a weekly basis. But the weather's kind of concerning. Overall, I would definitely go Kincaid over Knox because I think he has much more big playability. But I don't love either of them if you have other options. Scary Gary, half PPR, start one of Jordan Addison. If he plays, KJ Osborne, Demario Douglas, Greg Dortcher, Darius Slayton. Actually, Loki, I like Demarius Douglas. I think they're going to have to lean on him in the passing game against the Bills. Jordan Addison scares me a little bit because, one, he is obviously banged up, um, and, two, he's got Jaron Hall. I don't hate KJ Osborne, actually, if Jordan Addison is out, but if they both pl- if, if Addison plays, they both get really, really tricky there, where I feel like Demario Douglas is the clear one there, um, especially with Henry banged up, possibly out. So if Addison plays, I'd go Douglas. If Addison doesn't play, I think it's real close between him and Osborne for me. And mm, I, 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 think, I think I actually might lean Osborne there because the matchup's really good. You have Stokes, who just got ruled out for the Packers, and then Jared Alexander's also out. So their pass defense is... Uh, in shambles right now. They're in mini. They're at home. Uh, dome game. So I'd actually go Osborne over Douglas if Addison doesn't play, but Douglas otherwise. PPR. Flex. Zamir White, A-Chan, or Aaron Jones? Sheesh. That is a good problem to have, sir. Okay, so Zamir White. I think, I think you're looking at three top 15 guys for the most part. I, I Unless you need crazy upside... I hate that I'm saying it. Unless you need crazy upside, I'm probably going to steer away from HN because we've seen what his floor is on a weekly basis. Plus, he's going uh, going against the Ravens. And I think, to be honest with you, the Ravens as a run defense are a tad bit overrated as it relates to like fantasy and just like efficiency on a per-touch basis, but still doesn't make me feel great about him. When you have options like Aaron Jones coming off of a fucking massive game, though Minnesota is pretty damn good against... Um, Against running backs. It's tough to run against them. I think I feel the safest with Zamir White, given Jacobs is likely out for this game. So I I, I would go Zamir White. Unless you need crazy upside, then maybe I pivot to HM. But otherwise, I, I think I feel pretty good about White. He's shown to be a great fucking player. Kylan Granson is the other option. Good Lord. Yeah, I'd go Kincaid there, I guess. Pick two, PPR. We got Ayuk, Alave, and Nico Collins. So Alave is the one for me, for sure. I love the matchup against Tampa Bay. It's a little tricky because, okay, so Ayuk feels like on paper probably the right move because they're playing against the Commanders, but that game could obviously get away from them really quickly. They're also like a uh, a cover two team, the Commanders, and that I feel like bears well for Debo as opposed to Ayuk. Ayuk could always make a big play, as could Nico Collins, but I think I ultimately like the matchup more with C.J. Stroud back for Nico Collins. So I think I'm going to go Alave and Nico Collins for you, Aaron. Lamar or Purdy. Also, Metcalf or Diggs in the flex have Hill and Rice plugged in. Okay, so let's go. Um, Metcalf is going to be a game-time decision, I believe. So let me let me check on that for a second. We got Lamar, Baltimore playing against Miami, obviously, um, at home. Or we have Purdy. <sighs> wow, that is a... That is a championship-type decision. Miami's D has been really good. 
don't know how comfortable I feel telling you to sit Lamar Jackson, though, in this game. I feel I feel good that Purdy's going to have a really good game. I, I don't know if I can give you an answer to that. That's really fucking tough. I think you're going to regret not starting Lamar if you start Purdy and he has a bad game. I don't know if you feel the same way um, the other way around. Let me look at DK, see if we have any real updates here. Likely playing, DK tends to miss practice frequently as load management strategy, low performance impact projected. Yeah, it looks like he's going to be fine to play. Okay. Um, I had a question earlier in the Discord, I think, that was like JSN or something. And I was like, I'm only starting JSN if DK's ruled out. DK's been pretty hot lately. He scored five touchdowns in his last four games. Obviously, a three-touchdown game came in. But he's scoring at a pretty high rate. The Steelers' pass defense is a pretty tough matchup, given that like Joey Porter Jr. and Minka Fitzpatrick are there. Um, and they're really good. But I do like... Metcalf and I don't love Diggs, man. He just he's just not getting it done, and I don't expect a very high volume passing attack for Buffalo. So ultimately, I think I'd go Metcalf there over Diggs. Um, PPR, I might look a little bit deeper into into Diggs just because he gets a lot of targets, but he's, he just hasn't gotten it done over the last you know month month and a half, and something weird is going on there. So I'm gonna go DK there. I feel good about listen. I feel I feel good about Purdy's floor. Probably to the point where I think I might lean towards Purdy there. As weird as that sounds. With Waddle out, Michael Gallup, Noah Brown, or more. Uh, I like uh, more. I'm assuming you mean Sky Moore because Elijah Moore already played. Okay. Uh, definitely Noah Brown for me there. I actually straight up think Noah Brown's like just a solid wide receiver three this week. Yeah, for sure. I worried a bit poorly basically where is the tier break at QB where you feel comfortable taking a lesser QB in the 24 draft as a QB two rather than Caleb that's a really good question um I'm actually in the midst of working on my dynasty rankings right now so you're saying like you have Stroud as your QB one and you're wondering like where is the QB two tier starting so that you'd feel comfortable Are you are you asking for like the tiers in the 2024 class or are you asking for the tiers in the uh in the current group? If that's what you're asking, it would have to be pretty low. If I'm in a super flex league and these types of quarterbacks are available, I'm almost always pulling the trigger on the quarterbacks at this point. I think that's probably one of the big takeaways that people from Dynasty should should have this year. Is like of course there're going to be certain players that don't hit. But the cost of like not drafting an Anthony Richardson or a CJ Stroud this year and going for, you know, the Bijan Robinsons or the JSNs or, you know, Jameer Gibbs obviously had a great year, but like you'd still rather have one of those quarterbacks is really, really big time. So I don't think you'll ever regret taking a dude like Caleb Williams. Um, in order for me not, in order for me to like break past that, 
I don't know if I'd go much further down. We have like Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts. It might be the big three there. And C.J. Stroud actually is my QB4 in, in Dynasty. This is a super relevant question, I think, right now. I have him as my four right below those three, but I have those three in a tier together. And I think maybe those three would be the only situation where I'd feel comfortable doing that. But even then, I, I'd probably just lean the quarterback there. I haven't really uh, jumped into my 2024 evaluations and rankings yet, which is what I heavily, heavily focus on as soon as this fantasy season is done. But we are also launching a dynasty-focused, dynasty-only channel within the coming month or so. So just stay tuned for that. Also an easier question. There you go. Um, is Demonte Wicks playing? If he does, do I play him or Alec Pierce? I don't, I don't think he's going to end up playing from what I know. Yeah, the latest update I have is that he's likely not going to play. So hopefully that makes your decision easier. Uh, as you said, oh, Rondell Moore. I'm an idiot, not Sky Moore. Obviously, how the fuck would you be trying to start Sky Moore? I, w I, would, I would go Noah Brown there still. I'm sorry, Matt. I don't know why I had so much trouble understanding that um, – understanding that question so ultimately again like i said i haven't dove into the rookie class deeply enough to to know exactly where i have my personal tier breaks in the quarterback rankings or where all these guys are projected to actually be taken in the nfl draft so i think also maybe the way i understood your question was like someone lesser like much lesser obviously like drake may could be very, very, very highly drafted and could be the 102 consensus in a lot of drafts. So if you're able to get, if the question is like Caleb Williams and, you know, the wide receiver six in the class versus like Drake May and Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm probably taking the second part of that. But again, I don't know. I'm not like too, too familiar with the nuances of this class yet. I will get there by the time your rookie drafts come around, I promise. Um, but that's kind of my ultimate thoughts on on where we're at right now. Hang. Let's get it on and popping. Anybody got questions? Yeah, for sure. I have the 101 and the 103, so I'm just really struggling to decide who I feel most okay. Okay, that that makes a lot more sense. Um, that makes a ton more sense. And it's something I probably won't be able to answer until I really dive into the, uh, into the nuances of the class and start to understand where these guys are likely getting drafted in the NFL. I think they're all fucking good players. I don't I don't imagine that you're going to be um too upset with any of these guys 
Williams and Neighbors, May or Marvin Harrison. Uh, they're like consensus some of the better prospects that have come out in, in quite a while. So I think you'll be fine. Just having having two top three picks in this year's class is fucking uh, a gold mine. No, you're good. That this is my fault. Like I'm just not. I'm I'm still in redraft mode right now. I I would love these questions in like a month and a half, two months. That's when I'm like really, really in my bag of all the time I spend doing like redraft shit right now is all spent on rookies for like a two month period. And I know people in Dynasty get like more and more obsessed earlier and earlier each year that goes by, which is funny as hell. Um, but idiot water it is. Let us get it on in poppin'. Anybody got good New Year's plans? What are we doing for New Year's? I will gladly ask again in one or two months, of course. I'll be here. I'll be here yapping. See if I can make any fucking moves on this team while we're chilling here. So this is a 14-team league. 14-team league right now. Fields as my QB. Got Raheem and Alvin Kamara as my running backs. And then Ford was my flex who put me up a 25-piece. Jake Fergie at tight end. My receivers are hurting, though. We have Chris Godwin and Curtis Samuel as my two starters. Um... Because I had Jalen Waddle and I had Christian Watson, who are both dead to me. I feel like relatively comfortable with this starting lineup right now. I don't think there are really any other moves to make. I do have to decide between Ferguson versus Detroit and Evan Ingram versus Carolina, but I think that becomes relatively easy with CJ Beathard playing. I'll see if there's any wide receivers on the waiver wire. That I'd start or Godwin or Samuel, super unlikely. Elijah Moore already played. That's nice. Xavier Gibson. Oh, these are guys from this game. Um, Brandon Johnson's the highest projected guy with all the fucking Broncos wide receivers dead. Yeah, I ain't starting any of these dudes over my guys. For next year, who do you feel will have the most comfortable position in the Ravens' backfield? J.K. coming back and Keaton looking awesome. Do you think they can make a post-injury comeback? Oh, man, it's the same story with these fucking Ravens backs every year, man. It's just J.K., I'm, I mean, the Achilles, man, that is – the Achilles is you – can't, you can't bet on – uh, come back for him. He, he's missed so much time in the beginning of his career. I just can't imagine that these these injuries are not adding up and just scar tissue and mental fatigue and all this kind of shit. Like eventually, you're you're a different person by that time. So I don't feel great about Dobbins, uh, Gus. I mean, maybe he stays as a staple. I can't imagine they hang on to Justice Hill. He's fucking useless. I would like. I think Keaton Mitchell could make a comeback. I don't know how how severe. Um, I don't know how severe. Keaton's ACL tear really was, but he's someone who's young, explosive, athletic, that I feel like was a fucking perfect fit in that backfield. 
So comfortable wise, I don't feel comfortable with no one. I, 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 if you told me of those four people, Keaton, Gus, Dobbins, Justice Hill, if you told me, if you went to each one and you said, this guy's not on the roster next year, like collectively, I, I think one, if not two or three of them will be on the roster next year. But if you went to any of them and were like, they're not a Baltimore Raven next year, wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. Um, if you told me each individually, this guy is on the Ravens next year, it wouldn't surprise me either. So like, it's a coin flip for any of them to still be on the roster. I think Mitchell's probably the most likely to be on the roster, given that he's on a rookie contract. But in terms of comfortability of him being an asset in this backfield, that'll all depend on the recovery from the ACL tear, which can be anywhere from 9 to 12 months. The younger you are, the quicker you usually recover. They have better technology and medicine and science, but also you see it with dudes like Javante Williams, et cetera, who come back immediately and they just lose a lot of the explosiveness and a player like Keaton needs that because that's pretty much all he brings to the game so it's gonna be tough I, I I don't really know what to think of that backfield right now Kamara should be playing they listed him as an illness yeah I I kind of just assume like if a player misses time with an illness the the rate of them playing like the percentage of them suiting up after missing practice with an illness is probably like a 98% rate. So I, I don't really have any concerns with players uh, missing time with an illness. Hang. Office is looking sparse. Yeah, we're waiting for you to come design it and decorate it, Anna. I told you you were hired months ago. You have not executed on that. Sad. Sad to see what you've become. This is supposed to be your year. This was supposed to be your year, 2023. I guess there's always 2024. All right, well, it seems like the football questions have been drained and squeezed of any juice that we have left. So I will uh, probably dip out now, but thank you guys for hanging out. If you have any other questions, you could always hop in the Discord. If you have any um, interest in signing up to become a member, you could do so at bdge.co. Dynasty rankings will be dropping soon, as well as a lot of other things that we will be working on throughout the offseason. You guys will probably be watching this after the actual live stream. But good luck in your Week 17 championships. We also have one last question from Matt. How are you feeling about Demarcus Robinson versus the Giants after he puts up four plus weeks of 13 plus PPR fantasy points? Yeah, I mean, I think he's, I think he's um, an interesting. I think he's like what we wanted Gabe Davis to be in a way, uh, like a, an actual good role player. Robinson, the reason he's done that four straight weeks is he scored a touchdown in four straight weeks. His prop to score a touchdown on sportsbooks right now is like plus 250 two and a half to one odds that is like they're giving him a really high shot and i get it right it's it's the rams it's they're playing against the giants he's put up four straight weeks of touchdowns but like he ain't jalen hurts like he ain't getting on the fucking goal line i feel okay about him like he's not someone that i would be terrified to put into my lineup but ultimately, there's probably 35 better options at the receiver position. He'd probably he'll land in that like 35 to 40 range of the rankings, I think, with some nice upside. With uh, he's not a guy that I don't I don't feel terrible about having in my lineup because he's shown to be a good player in that in that offense. Nice field stretcher.
Hang. All right, y'all. I'm dipping out of here. Um, thank you guys for joining me again. Hit the button that looks like this if you enjoyed. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. I love you. Goodbye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.